Okay, Simon, well, first of all, hello, and thanks very much for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you're welcome. So, first of all, what is Intrinsic Links Limited? In a nutshell, what does the business do? Okay, so in a nutshell, um, Intrinsic Links, we are a team building and e-learning company. Uh, so, we're a group of psychologists. Um, and basically, we look to increase job performance and job satisfaction and well-being in the workplace. And how long have you been doing it? Uh, we started trading as a limited company in January 2014. So you started trading in January 2014, nearly three years then? Yes, yeah. Must have, must have been an interesting interesting three years for you. What were you yeah. doing before you set up the business? Uh, yes, yeah, so before um, I set up the business I was working as an employability researcher at Sheffield Hallam University. Um, I also became a, a lecturer of uh, psychology at Leeds Beckett and I'm still teaching there now as well. I see. And why then did you move into setting this business up? You're already lecturing and you're working in employability. Was it always your dream to start a business or did you see that there was a need for the services that you do? Yeah, um, the initial idea came actually uh, on an undergraduate university project. Um, I was just I had an idea with some friends that we could like um, set up like a mini enterprise when we were at university for one of our modules to get into work experience and try something different. Uh, so we developed some training materials around motivation uh, and well-being uh, around exam anxiety as well. So we um, taught students techniques on how to be motivated to do their work and also to manage anxiety around exams. Um, and then from that, I thought, well, that's a great idea. I took a work psychology module. Uh, and then went on to do a master's in work psychology as well, and then set the business up pretty, pretty soon after graduating. Really, um, great stuff. And who do you work with? What kind of clients do you have? Um, yeah, we have a broad range of clients across all market sectors. So we work with micro companies, SMEs, and international corporations. And so, can you name any clients, or are there are clients who you work with, but they don't like to be named? How does it work? Um, yeah, all, all our clients are happy for us to uh, name them. Obviously, there's some elements perhaps we won't go into details on. Um, yes. Uh, with, you know, if there's any conflict in teams, that, that would be sort of confidential. But um, all the positive teamwork and stuff that we do with them, um, we've got testimonials on our website from um, Virgin Trains is probably one of the most um, famous brands we've worked with. Uh, we work with Sheffield Hallam University as well. Um, I noticed a testimonial on the website as well from Gripple. Yes, we worked with them recently, yeah, which yeah. was really great, yeah. So those are well-known businesses, well-known brands, well-known names. And you also work with micro-enterprises, start-ups, small businesses, and you mentioned with the university, with Sheffield Hallam University too. Quite an interesting range there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's fantastic because we so many different business structures and different types of people and different job roles, so it makes my job even more interesting as well to actually try and help them gel and develop as a team as well. Yes, and I'd like to ask you more about then how you help them, because it's a really fascinating range of clients there, and I know that you work in terms of team building, motivation and other aspects of work psychology. What are the frequent challenges that come up from clients and then how do you help your clients to deal with these challenges? Yeah, so um, I would say main challenges 
um, client space are to do, again, with effective teamwork, uh, effective communication, and then also uh, effective customer service as well. Um, so, I mean, our focus, again, is on effective teamwork and effective communication, so we teach them a range of techniques regarding that. Um, and again, a lot of the emphasis is about building self-awareness as well, so focusing on personality, so analysing everyone's personality types, trying to get people to just raise awareness of themselves and their, their colleagues and their customers, uh, to build rapport with each other, to play to their strengths. Uh, and that's also where like, emotional intelligence comes in as well, so that help, we teach techniques to help people work more effectively within their team, but also to build rapport with customers, which again can make the organisation more efficient uh, and then keep customers loyal as well. So, so the business benefits there are pronounced and, and profound and people can see the impact in the process of working with them is through self-awareness, empowering people for better communication, better teamwork. And you talked about personality profiling. Mm-hmm. Are Myers-Briggs type indicators and disk profiling, are those used by business psychologists? Yes. Yeah, so what, what do you use? So, yeah, we use um, it's uh, Myers-Briggs type yes. inventories, yeah, because we yes. found them to be um, really useful. Um, they're quite intuitive, so, you know, that, that kind of model does show that people are quite flexible as human beings as well so we always emphasize people are flexible it doesn't pigeonhole you as such because you know my my personality is quite extrovert but also sometimes i'm into it depends on the situation who you're with you know if i'm running a training session obviously i'm more extrovert Uh, but if i'm doing some research i'm more introvert so i mean it just shows that people are very flexible Um, so just play to we get people to play to their strengths really quite great And businesses who are listening to this and are thinking about how to foster better teamwork or better communication. Now, obviously, they can approach you. We're going to to give the details for how people can get in touch with you directly and take a look at the website and see the the advice that you give there. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, any very simple tips where... There are small changes that businesses can make, but sometimes they just don't see them. But these small changes have an effect in terms of better communication, better teamwork, better understanding of people's personalities or strengths. And I know that's perhaps a difficult question, but uh, but it might be something that you have observed in in your career so far. Yeah. Um... I would say there are, I mean, very simple things that most people probably think are blindingly obvious, but it doesn't always happen. Um, Really, effective communication-wise, don't be constantly sending emails to each other, especially if you're sat in the same room. (laughs) Um, Yeah, get up, go across the room, speak face-to-face with your colleagues, or, you know, if you happen to have colleagues that are dispersed across the country like our clients are dispersed across the UK and internationally so I mean obviously that's trickier for for them to meet face to face but if you can't do that Skype is always a better option because you can see each other you've got social cues from looking at people's faces whether it's in real life or on Skype Uh, so it makes things more effective things can be misunderstood in emails as well Uh, tone of email sometimes people can be just very direct other people might find that rude you know things can get lost in translation so pick up the phone talk to each other 
Skype each other or walk across the office and chat with each other, you know. So it makes exchanges that bit more pleasant and hopefully less misunderstandings can occur. That's well worth mentioning because you say it might be seen as a simple thing but it's a very effective thing that is easy to ignore and yet will have profound consequences if you... Good, thank you. And so we've talked a little bit about frequent uh, challenges that clients have or perhaps in in ways that you help clients and ways you help clients to better communicate, to to work better collaboratively and so on. How, as a business owner, though, have you secured the clients that you have uh, secured in the three years of, of, nearly three years of trading? How did you do that? Um... Yeah, I mean, mostly it has been uh, through the internet, through Google searches, people find our website, um, and also, um, I guess, through some networking as well, um, and also word of mouth now, because um, you know, people are recommending us, so that's you know, it's always a good thing. Um, and I guess we've, we've underta- we always undertake a lot of research and development, so we're always listening to our clients as well, and... Uh, we ask them, you know, what do you want, what do you need, what, how can we help your business work better? So, I mean, clients also said they wanted uh, more fun elements to our training, so we've made a range of really fun team-building events as well as more full training, so it depends on the tone that you want to follow. Um, also, making it flexible as well. Clients don't always have time to necessarily take time out of work because they're running their business. Um, so we developed um, an online e-learning system Yes. which we'll be launching uh, within the next few months. Um, so again, that gives flexibility, so we're listening to our clients again to cater to their needs. Um, and again, I would say collaboration as well has actually been key to our success. Um, we collaborate with, and our partners with, the Great Escape Game in Sheffield, Indeed. so the Live Escape Game Experience. Uh, we're also partners with Alfie as well, so they're an employability training enterprise. Um, so we're launching a Dragon's Den style sort of team building uh, event with those guys within the next couple of weeks. And so collaboration and finding appropriate partners has been very, very helpful for your business. Now, when someone is new in business and they don't necessarily have a track record or that, that business doesn't have a track record irrespective perhaps of what they were doing before, sometimes it can be difficult to secure partners. Any tips, any advice? How did you go about working with Great Escape, working with Alfie and uh, building those relationships? Um, yeah, the Great Escape, again, the power of networking. Yes. Um, I was at an event of Jill White, um, and um, Jill has been on this program, of yeah. course, <laughs> met several times. Yeah, cool. Um, yes, and uh, Peter from the Great Escape was there. I saw him with his t-shirt on, his Great Escape t-shirt, yeah, handed out some flyers, and I just uh, got chatting to him, and I was like, "There's definitely a psychological link here. I'm sure we could develop some sort of." Uh, package together where people can learn about personality and effective teamwork and we could put something together for them because you know the great escape is all about teamwork as well and obviously having fun um so yeah that's how we forged that um partnership um so we've been in partnership for over a year now with great escape um and it's one of our most popular packages um, as well um 
also, yeah, with Alfie, uh, that came about from co-working at Union Street, because um, Alfie are based at Air Street Studios, but they have strong links with Union Street, so I just went down and had a chat, and we were both like, yeah, let's, let's do something that's going to be, uh, you know, positive around employability and also entrepreneurship. Um, and, you know, creativity and team bonding in the workplace. So with the Dragon's Den type stuff, um, we are going to help people actually um, learn about teamwork, but also product development. They'll be able to make their own products and sell them to raise money for their company's charity. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. so we're yeah, looking forward to that. And that's further demonstration as well of the power of collaborative workspaces. Mm. And of course, Matt Hill Union Street was uh, on this programme. Yeah last week. Excellent. Now, you also talked about word of mouth and networking in terms of getting, getting clients. And you have come from an academic background yourself. Uh, you have continued to work at university in Leeds, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. I suppose business psychology, occupational psychology is a well-respected discipline, but at the same time it sits alongside uh, consultancy, coaching, but also other areas which can attract people who don't have the academic rigour to back up what they're spouting. Mm. Is it a concern of you that you, you have the academic rigour and the evidence base in your discipline to go and work with the companies, mm. but there can be entrants to your sector who don't have the evidence base, don't have the rigour and yet they can come in and participate in your sector and is that a concern? Um, Or am I needlessly worried for you? (laughs) I would say, yeah, no, it hasn't been a real concern to be totally honest and we haven't had any issues with competition. Um, I would say if people do come in maybe with slightly different backgrounds, uh, maybe don't have the academic um, qualifications I do and the experience, it's not always necessarily a bad thing if they have something that's really different and unique. Um, it may be that you know they're catering to a different market sector, or um, you never know. It could be what we would collaborate with other people. You know, it's. I would say um, qualifications do count. Obviously, we can back things up with scientific evidence. So, moving back to how you've grown and developed the business. You've secured clients, you're delivering results for those clients. What, though, have been the biggest challenges for Intrinsic Links and for you, Simon, since setting up and developing and growing the business? And how have you overcome those? Um, I would say, well, the biggest challenge was um, basically being able to expand more rapidly. Um, we were lucky uh, to get support from both Sheffield Hallam University and the University of Sheffield. So we got grant funding and also we were able to use office space for free uh, for a year. So that was an excellent support to help us get going, you know, doing our research and development, trying out new things, uh, you know, in a relatively safe environment. Um, so yeah, that was a great help, but I would say the biggest challenge was trying to expand uh, and get money to do that. Um, so yeah, we applied to the government loans company to get funding so we could expand uh, and primarily build our e-learning app and spend money on marketing, uh, a new website, that kind of thing. 
Um, and it took us a very long time to secure the funds. It took probably over six months, uh, if not longer, to actually go through the rigorous process of writing a, a comprehensive business plan. Um, and also they really did push us to increase our sales revenues, uh, which was actually a good thing, though, because they pushed us to work harder to try and get what we wanted. So it was a big challenge, but then it also has pushed us a lot further and made us work harder, and we are a lot more successful, and we've grown significantly since then. And at what point did you apply to that scheme? Um, gosh, was it? Um, well, we gained the loan funding in November 2015, and so we more or less started the process at the beginning of 2015. Yes. So and it did take some time. So that was for growth of the business, mm-hmm. and as you say, you had to develop your business plan mm-hmm. to the satisfaction of the scheme provider and jump through the hoops that they wanted you to mm-hmm. do and increase your your sales so that there was re- more revenue coming into mm-hmm. the business anyway. It sounds as though that was a supportive process though mm-hmm. with the providers of the scheme not only being there to, to uh, loan money to growing businesses but to, to question them and to support them as well. Mm-hmm. Would, would you recommend that scheme to other growing businesses, to young businesses, um, early stage businesses? Yeah, absolutely, because you do get your own personal advisor as well, yes. and they are very supportive, they help you uh, build the plan, um, and obviously they can signpost you to get support from other places yeah. as well, um, such as Business Sheffield and so on. Yes, of yeah. course. So that was the government startup yeah. loan scheme, sorry, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, which of course is available for startups and early stage businesses yeah. like yours. Yeah. And when you actually founded the business, when you set it up, um, at the uh, start of 2014, mm-hmm. started trading, registered uh, late 2013. Mm-hmm. What did you require in terms of support then, and what did you require in terms of finance when you started up, and how did you how did you deal with that? Um, yeah, support again was um, both the universities in Sheffield yes. uh, getting the office at the Hatchery and the workstation. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic. So um, that was through Sheffield Hallam University's Enterprise. Yeah, yeah. Sheffield Hallam. And then uh, the USE, the University of Sheffield Enterprise as well, also there was an advisor I got advice from and we got a small grant uh, to build our website as well. So yes. that was very useful. Um, and yeah, Sheffield Hallam, again, lots of different meetings with advisors. Um, Kevin Smith, Jill White, um, Faye Smith as well, so they're useful for a broad range of business uh, requirements, you know, publicity, marketing, uh, legal things, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, all that was extremely useful and we did get a grant funding as well, so yes. that helped us get going. Obviously we didn't have the overhead cost of an office, but we had uh, the chance to go into an office place to also network with other entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, it was a supportive and friendly environment because the university has various events, networking events and sort of celebration events really with the entrepreneurs that um, go through the graduate enterprise scheme. Indeed. Um, so all that was, yeah, fantastic, definitely. Because when we first started, obviously, maybe we were a bit nervous about things, we didn't always know the ins and outs of certain marketing strategy we should take or the legality of certain things, taxes, accounts, etc. So, you know, we were sort of trying to find our way, so it was good good to have that support and then you can just email or ring someone to have a meeting and you know that that was extremely useful yes quite good 
So your journey as an entrepreneur then has been a journey of learning, a journey of delivering the services that you do to your clients to help them become better at team working and communication and collaboration, but also your own journey of learning how to run your business and manage your business and grow your business. Because I understand from talking with you that uh, this year has been, has seen sales uh, and client numbers significantly increase. Mm-hmm. So does that present, uh, obviously that's great news as a growing business, if that's what you want to do, but does that present challenges in itself in terms of whether you're able to be as hands-on in delivery as you might want to be, but you also have to manage the business? And if so, how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say um, that, yeah, that is the new challenge now. We are expanding quite rapidly now. Um, and so it's the challenge of you know balancing sort of all these spinning plates all at once. Um, so yeah, basically we've got a bigger team now. So I've got somebody who's um, working on business development and marketing, uh, somebody else who does a lot of research and development work. Um, and then yeah, we are again growing and we are going to be recruiting more people as well. Um, once we launch these other team building events and games, uh, the e-learning platform. Um, so I would say by the end of the year, early next year, we'll definitely recruit maybe a couple more members to our team. Uh, and every year we also have interns as well that come and work with us for sometimes a couple of weeks or a few months. So it can be like three, six months or so. Uh, so that's from Sheffield Hallam and Leeds Beckett. Um, so that gives them like great work experience as well and a credit for their university modules. But then it's also great for us to have new people come in with fresh new ideas um, and it really does yeah, add a, more of a buzz to the office when we've got more people with ideas contributing, so yeah, it's great. Good stuff. So that provides opportunities for them as well and real life ex- experience and it supports you and it sounds as though with a growing team you're then presumably delegating some of the work that you would have done yourself to others. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That can be hard for some people to do. Um, I think, yeah, at first it was a little bit difficult, um, but now I'm more comfortable with it now because I know that the people that we've got are very competent and they can get on with doing the job uh, to an extremely high standard, so uh, that gives me opportunity to uh, do other things I enjoy doing because I am, I suppose, quite typically an entrepreneur, I like to jump around from project to project and... um, Quite often that can be, uh, I suppose, a bit tricky. I need to focus more, but now I've got more of a team, they take over the other bits and I can move on to try and develop a new project, um, yeah, which is good for me. So. Good for you, <laughs> good for the business, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any final tips that we can offer our listeners, whatever businesses that they're in, whatever businesses they're running, and these could be tips that you can offer, whether on psychology in the workplace, on collaboration and teamwork and communication, or if you would prefer, you can offer tips on the systems and processes of managing and running and growing a business. Any any advice? Um, yeah, I suppose a few on developing a business. Um, I'd say, yeah, Take your time, don't rush into things necessarily and make hasty decisions. 
Um, I mean, I know in the media and Dragon's Den on the television, it's all like, oh, you know, you must be growing rapidly and making lots of money straight away. Um, I think that's a, quite an unrealistic pressure to put on young entrepreneurs. Um, whereas I think there's nothing wrong with sort of taking your time and evolving organically. Um, obviously get as much advice as you can from university enterprise teams, uh, business Sheffield for example, they're extremely useful, the, the government loan company as well. Um, yeah, don't be, don't be too afraid to try and experiment with doing different things, you know, maybe different marketing strategies or uh, even providing different services, you know, you can test things, explain to clients that, you know, this is new, that you're doing research. Uh, so, you know, just be honest with clients as well, so then you're managing expectations. Um, if something doesn't work, then you know it doesn't work. You can move on and develop and evolve to do new things like we have with formal training that evolved into more fun team building events. Um, so, yeah, take some risks, but obviously calculate the risk. You know, we borrowed some money to expand, but, you know, the risk was worth taking because we're making a lot more money now, so the loan isn't an issue for us. Um, so yeah, work hard obviously, but make sure you take time off, because if you don't, if it's you on your own especially, you can you make yourself ill and then you can't work, so you know, you need to be careful. Having time out is good to reflect as well, um, you know, and you can come up with new ideas. I mean, often I would go to the gym and I would come up with a new idea, Yes. Um, and then I'd go back to the office and be excited about, oh, I've come up with this idea now. Um, so that's really important. Um, and I would say, yeah, play to your strengths, again, sort of psychological thing. Uh, play to your strengths, what do you like, what are you good at um, again psychological motivational techniques there's all kinds of things you can use, you know smart goals that kind of thing Indeed. Um, you can even you can make yourself a sort of life aims book of things that you want to achieve um, but obviously be realistic as well you, you know you need to plan things you need to um, I would say also you know things take twice as long as you think as well um, so don't get impatient trying to be, you know, be resilient as well, because things won't necessarily always go quite how you want, but, you know, keep persevering. Um, and I suppose really, yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway as well, I say. Yes. So, yeah. Great. Well, fantastic advice there, Simon. Thank you so much for that, and advice that I think our listeners can, can use and, of course, implement in their own businesses. People can, of course, get in touch with you, your online website, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. What's the best way, and do you want to give out the addresses? Um, yeah, if you want to contact us, um, you can have a look on our website, which is intrinsiclinks.com, uh, and you can email us via the website, which is hello at intrinsiclinks.com, um, or give us a call as well, that's fine. Lovely. Okay, well, Simon Kilpatrick, Chief Executive of Intrinsic Links Limited, business psychologist, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, it's been great, cheers.